This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by our Full Focus Referral Program. Send $10 to a friend and earn $10 for yourself at fullfocusplanner.com slash share the love. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Blake Stratton, and for the first time in a long time, ladies and gentlemen, our old friend, our dear friend, our dear old friend, Courtney Baker. (laughs) (laughs) So dear and old. Welcome back. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, I am back. And obviously, y'all have noticed the biggest news that I I have to bring because we're on video. Uh, I'm growing my bangs out. No, that's that's what I have to bring after <laughs> three months of maternity leave. Um, yeah. No, I am. I, I, I was going to say I've been dropping hints for a long time. Mm. Our listeners know, so I'm glad that you've been. Growing that out looks great. The secret, the secret is out. The bangs are going away. So, uh, no, I really, I am so excited to be back with you guys. I was kind of a little jealous, you know, like when I would listen to the show, especially the one with y'all spouses. I was like, uh, yes, that episode. I was like, I really want to be on that episode. It was really fun to listen to. Uh, there were several that I was like, "Ooh, I I want to say something." And, and actually, and you two, I, actually, I have a bone to pick with you two. Like out Uh-oh. of the gate, I knew this was coming. I, I knew this yeah, was coming. I I text both of you while I was on maternity leave because our show got this huge shout out. Wait, wait, wait! Um, on a, you texted who, Courtney? Both of you. No. Mm. Oh, I did not verb. receive a text verbs. from Courtney Baker. Are you saying there's another verbs in my phone? I don't think hey, it's possible. Hey, it's a common name. It could happen. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> I texted both of you because I was so excited. I heard through the grapevine that this guy on his podcast, huge podcast, um, was talking about his three favorite podcasts, and our show was one of them. Get out. He was like, I love the people on it. I use the Full Focus Planner, and I was so thrilled. The only person that responded back was my assistant, Elizabeth. I was like, what's up? these guys i thought maybe y'all were just really trying to protect my margin uh, that was, was that's gone, that's but. exactly what was going on but i'm about <laughs> to go through my text roll to see if if i'm lying to you right now listen i have i i'm, I'm looking back at my text oh you know what it, you're you're in my phone as um former podcast co-host <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so i probably just didn't I see how it goes i thought it was maybe a spam mm, yeah i see okay. i see well, anyways, I was really excited about that and really kind of just I've been jazzed to get back and, and be here with you guys. So, Well, it's good to have you back, Courtney. Thank you for coming back to us. People were not stoked when it was just like me and Verbs, you know. Uh, that's not true. That's not true. I, I listened to the podcast. I so enjoyed some of the guests you had too. It was really fun. And I think brought a lot of freshness. But guys, I have lots to say. Um, I did a Facebook Live last week. Um, and for anybody that 
as part of our community, if you saw that Facebook Live, I was like, guys, this and this and this. I had, I was like spewing with lots of things. So let's, yeah, I reloaded. So I don't know what's going to happen on this episode. Um, So prepare your hearts. That's all. You know, I've said jazzed. I'll probably say legit a couple of times. So get ready. Legit. You got that added mom strength. Now you got like extra um, hip mom energy. Fun, Mm. that fun mom energy. I'm not sure that we can call... um, Hip mom energy. Yeah. Are people that say legit hip? I don't know anymore. I don't think I, so. I think if you say hip, you're kind of, you're outing yourself as not hip. Right. It's like. So it's it, sort of, yeah. Yeah. If you it, have to ask works. if you're cool. Okay. Yeah. But Courtney, I'm sure we'll hear some more about mommy life in the past yes. season that you haven't been here, yeah. been here on the podcast. But mm-hmm. we do, I do want to ask this question. If you're listening, or maybe even Blake and Courtney, have you recently ever felt whiplashed by life in general? Maybe your life does a 180 almost overnight, like a move or starting a new job, starting a new degree, or having a baby, or like we've obviously all experienced in 2020, there's a pandemic that happens and there's a huge shift and you're a little bit disoriented, but what do you do? when you need something to anchor to. And that's kind of the conversation that we want to have today. Um, But how can rituals be the anchor that you need? I feel really passionate about this. And partly it's because, you know, I just came off a season like this, but we all really just came through, you know, the pandemic that really did kind of, like you said, spun us off for a 180. But frankly, I think with my first child, my daughter, Kit, who is about to be five. The first time I was out on maternity leave, it was a train wreck. I think I really did not have that anchor yet. And so this time I really wanted to do it differently. And I think there is something about having that stability, those things to anchor, even when everything else seems like chaotic or like, like you have no control because, right, who can control a pandemic or a two week old? It's just impossible. Should I say something now? <laughs> Usually that's how these podcasts work. You know, like one person says something and then the other person oh. says something and then the other person. And um, But, you know, you don't have to. I'll just keep talking. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I'll jump in. I'm passionate about this too, actually. I think rituals are massive to regulate, regulate you and how you show up to your life, your work, your family, so that you can be like a rock where the waves may crash against you, but you will be firm. That's what the ritual's like. Yeah, I love that very dramatic analogy. Um, but and I I feel like usually we throw rituals out, you know, when the storm comes or the waves to continue your analogy. Like when they start crashing, you're like, forget those things. Forget working out. Forget, you know, the meditation I did. Forget trying to have a regular system for like winding down at night. Like forget those. I've got to just kick it into all gears. Everything else is out the window when really it's like the exact opposite. And I know this is true for myself. I have to fight that, like that urge to just like throw it out the window and be like, no, this is actually exactly what I need. Like I actually need to double down on these rather than, you know, throw them out the window. 
So, Courtney, we have some questions for you today. So we'll give you a chance to speak since you've been absent for a while. But uh, we appreciate you being willing to talk about what you've personally been learning about rituals in the past few months. And I know we talked about optimizing rituals just last week, but we're excited to make that even more practical in our conversation today. So can we ask you a few questions, ma'am? Yeah, this is going to be interesting. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> um, 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 yes. Uh, so how did you know that you needed to pay attention to your rituals after Ellis was born? Because for you, that's the the kind of whiplash moment, even though you knew she was coming. But Yes, I did know she was coming. Um, I think one thing that I've learned in business over the last several years is really thinking about how I want to feel um, how I want things to be on the flip side of something. Um, so it, we use this a lot actually with our project and vision caster form. Like when it's like, hey, I've got this project I want you to do. Part of that exercise is actually envisioning what you want it to be like on the flip side of that project being completed. So you literally like take yourself, think, okay, how do I want to feel? What does it want to be? What do I want it to be like? And I really use that with my maternity leave, I really thought through, okay, what do I want it to be like after these three months? And frankly, after my first uh, child, my first um, year, she had some medical things. So we had a lot of things that we were dealing with and it was, it was very, very difficult. But I think I thought of it as like a survival, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to survive the next little bit. And so going into having Ellis, I really wanted to come out of it and feel, you know, knowing I can't control a baby at all times. You know, there may be nights that I'm up more than I want to be and the schedule may be fluctuating, but I really wanted to think through how I wanted to feel. And I really came to realize that rituals was going to be key for that, setting up those rituals for myself and for my family so that when we got to the flip side of my maternity leave being over, that I was energized, even though it would be hard and I probably am still sleep deprived, you know, that there would be like a source of energy. And and I got that from rituals. And so, um, yeah, it's been a great uh, three months and and truly – I credit a lot of that for establishing those rituals. I'd be curious to know a before and after. So what did the ritual look like? And, and maybe I, I'm realizing as I say this, a lot of times when I talk to people about rituals, Courtney, the first thing they bring up is their morning ritual. Mm-hmm. Morning ritual gets all the love. Right. We actually teach four rituals that I think are critical to that regulation to contribute to your energy and and living life as you desire to. But for the sake of just maybe limiting the start of the conversation, maybe we just start with morning ritual. I'd be curious, <laughs> when you have a newborn, there's like 12 mornings, it feels like, <laughs> and you're kind of sneaking <laughs> in like a little bit of sleep. But I'm curious, what did the morning ritual, the beginning of a day, look like before Ellis, and how have you adapted? What does it look like now, I guess, a few months in right? versus what it used to look like? Well, now what it looks like is a very, very early morning. And, you know, I work out first thing in the morning, which is um, at 5 a.m. It's very early. 
And frankly, there are some times where I have to be up at 4 a.m. And I'm like, you know what? My body just needs more sleep. So I'm going to push the workout, you know, back later. I'm going to do it in the middle of the day. I think one thing I learned with my rituals was I have to have grace with them at sometimes that they have to be able to flex with life. Um, So they're not always perfect. Um, But now, you know, I'm getting up really early. Something I found with this um, maternity leave, again, the last time I was on maternity leave, I was like, I'm just, I'm like literally just surviving. This time I was all about like, what are the things that give me energy? What are the things that even though I am not sleeping very much, what are the things that I know will give me energy so that when I do come back to work, I'm ready. And one of those for me was I want to start working out as soon as I am cleared by my doctor too. And I did that. And honestly, you, you brought up the workday startup and shutdown. I kind of, um, while I was on maternity leave, made like working out like part of my job during the mm-hmm. day. You know, there were some other things that were like my job, which was like, you know, doing laundry and prepping for dinner and those kind of things. It, it For anyone that has been on maternity leave, especially when you're, you know, been in a career for a really long time, it is such a shift. You're like, this is just hard and weird. And it is, it is whiplash. You're like, I don't, I don't even know really how to function. So it it did take me a while um, to kind of get into that rhythm. But even throughout my maternity leave, my rituals kept having to flex with me and be updated. So because in those first, like that first month, I was getting up so much in the night that the time that I would actually get up for the day was much later than it would become the next month. And so I really was cognizant of saying, okay, it looks like it's time for a shift in in her schedule, which means right. there needs to be a shift in my rituals um, to accommodate that. Um, and uh, honestly, every time I got up to one of those impasses, I would get a little nervous, like, is this going to work? Um, and it always did. And I really, I'm really thankful for that intentionality now on the flip side of it um, because it it has been really helpful going back into work. Question. First of all, I think that's a great hack that you mentioned where you saw working out is like part of your job along with other things that you organize throughout the day, which I think just that little shift would help people know that this is part of what I do. So it pushes you a little bit more to actually want to accomplish it and do it. Yeah. I that Actually, that was one of my hacks was doing that. In addition, every day I would pick one thing. This is so, for those of you that know the Enneagram, I think I'm an Enneagram three, but this is very, this is where my, that comes very, becomes very apparent. Think, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you I are think, too. I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, but every day I had to, I would pick a project for myself to do. And that yeah. was one of the other things that was kind of part of my job either you know, I spent a lot of time redecorating my house or, you know, those kind of things that I decided early on, like, oh, that's going to give me some life um, throughout this process. No, I think that's great. I mean, especially with even with some of us who are still working from home or working remotely, who are trying to figure out how to establish or shift their morning rituals or even their their evening rituals and thinking about that as, hey, I'm thinking that about this as part of my job and it's going to help me actually do my rituals as I, as I laid them out. So. Well, I mean, uh, we are talking about rituals, but I also should say that really these rituals were really part of my goal for the first quarter 
you know, of like establishing these for myself and for my family to the extent that when I came back to work, I would feel successful and energized and ready to go. So it's really like a combo of a lot of the things we teach on this podcast that I utilized um, while I was out. Were there any worst moments from maternity leave where everything went wrong? That is a great question there. Uh, yeah, there were definitely um, <laughs> some worst moments. Um, I think I've blocked them all from my memory, though. Um, like you know, a good Enneagram 3, just shove that right on down. <laughs> shove it down. We don't need that here. Yeah. No, I mean, I think probably they were mornings where, you know, my daughter was back in school. Um, actually, Already? I say that. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Actually, uh, my older daughter, Kit, um, we ha- I had Ellis right at the beginning of December. And so there was like a whole month where um, my four-year-old was also home because she was out of school, you know, for Christmas. Yes. And so there was some moments like that. It was like, oh, this is a new thing to children. But it actually became harder when she went back to school because there were just like way more logistics to handle. So if Chase had an early meeting at like 5 a.m., oh, this is it, guys. I'm sorry. I remembered the worst moment. Um, yes. I, I cannot Recall. believe Let's I didn't go. think about this. Here it goes. Okay. <laughs> I I was in this season where I was waking up and going to, you know, I was, I was up a lot at night. And so I actually didn't get up for the day until, you know, closer to eight o'clock. And so I'm like, Eight o'clock, I fed the baby. Chase was in a season where he was getting our daughter up, getting her ready for school. And so I was just asleep. I woke up, you know, at eight o'clock, ready to go. And I realized that Chase had a meeting that day and that my sweet daughter had just been sitting out there playing with her toys all by herself. I did not even know. I don't, I, I don't, it was, I was like appalled. I was like, oh my gosh, we have got to do a better job of, uh, making sure we're all on the same page. It was a rough, that was a rough morning. Um, I did not feel like the best of mothers or the best of parents uh, that day. But I was pretty impressed that my uh, four-year-old can hang out uh, solo and occupy herself. Just occupy herself, bit. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what about, what about the best? Was there a, a great morning that you woke up and it's like, yeah, we've nailed this ritual routine. Everything yeah. is working in sync. It's going to be a fantastic day. Was there a morning well, like that? I don't know that there was a singular moment like that, but I do think there was that sense of like once you got once I got into a rhythm with what I was wanting to accomplish and how I was wanting that ritual to go, and mm-hmm. um, that really gave me a sense of like, okay, this is like gonna work, you know, this is happening. You know, with rituals, it's like if you do your rituals one day, you know, there is a sense of accomplishment, but it's really when you get into that rhythm of it that it becomes very natural and like you're not having to think about the ritual so hard. It's just it, – it's part of what you're doing during the day. Oh. And that's when I was like, okay, this is awesome. This is really great. I'm going to return to this because you sort of answered it and you sort of didn't. And w- when you were gone, I got even, you know – I became more of a stickler even on this podcast, Courtney. (laughs) I know that there are some parents out there, moms and dads alike, and even, you know, non-parents I'm sure are interested in this, but when you've got, uh, I don't want to necessarily use the word chaos, but like sometimes having, you know, 
a, a brand new baby can feel that way. Give us some specifics. What are you doing that's producing good results? And maybe even, uh, obviously stuff changes based on the circumstances, but this is kind of a two-part question. Second part of the question is, have you ever changed something that was a should in your ritual? Like, oh, I should do this because my theory is this is going to produce energy in me, or this is going to produce happiness or whatever that end result was. Uh, this is going to make me feel more productive. Have you ever adjusted something because you're like, actually, it doesn't really make that big of a difference. I think I'm just going to stop doing that or I'm going to replace that activity with something else. So give us, give the people some specifics of, you mentioned working out, but like, is there more to it than that? Is that all it is? And <laughs> have you ever had to adjust, you know, based not just on the circumstance, but on the result that a, yeah. an activity was producing? Well, I can actually talk – I know you said um, the nighttime ritual, the evening ritual doesn't get much love. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it was really, really important in this season um, because I think my inclination is, you know, to sit down and just watch a show and then maybe watch another show and, you know, like, I don't know. When do we turn this thing off? I don't, I don't know. Finish the season. Just finish the season. Yeah, let's finish it. We got to find out. Uh, and so – I was really adamant with myself of like the order of events that needed to happen at night. And so for me, that was like once I got Ellis down, I actually got ready for bed. Do y'all ever do this where you get like so – you start watching a show and you get so tired that then you're like, I just don't even have the energy to go get ready to go to bed. Is that just me? Yeah, that's just okay. you. Yes. No, absolutely. That's just me. No, oh, my gosh. I'm just kidding. No, no, it's not just you. I've definitely There has to be people out there. The cozy yeah. blanket on the couch feels yeah. so nice. So you know, you're all like, the way I'm, downstairs. I could sleep out here if I really had to. I need to go to sleep, but I just cannot get the energy to go do it. And so part of it was getting ready to bed then. And then, I mean, guys, I was so firm on what time I was going to sleep because mm-hmm. I knew if I didn't, like – I was going to be up during the night. Like, I didn't think like, oh, maybe this would be the magical night that she sleeps all night. You know, I was like, I am going to be up. I may be up so much that if I don't go to sleep right now, it's going to be a train wreck tomorrow. I'm going to feel terrible. Um, And so I really tried to set myself up well. Um, So much so that like Alexa alarms for, you know, like it's time to go to bed. I love when Alexa tells me to go to bed. <laughs> oh, she just talked to me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm like, I mute all notifications. I need to mute Alexa um, as well. Does that does that answer your question, Blake? No. Of, no. Okay. Tell us specifically, what do you do? Oh, you want my whole ritual? Yeah. Oh, that feels so okay. Invasive. Too personal? Are we getting too too close? <laughs> kind of personal, but well, maybe the I types mean, of things. You're talking to an Enneagram four. True. We're gonna be authentic. We're gonna be deep. Okay. Okay. And then we're here gonna we cry go. about it, but that's okay. So in the morning, five a.m., I have one hour to get ready and work out. Then from six to seven, it is all things me getting myself ready for the day. So you know, literally getting ready, but also, you know, if I want to take 10 minutes to have a quiet moment or do meditation or whatever that thing is, that is in that hour. The next hour is all about the girls. It literally says that in my ritual. It's all about the girls. And so that's when I'm, you know, feeding 
both girls just having fun at the break. My goal is to be totally ready. Again, that that six to seven o'clock hour is for me to be totally ready. Actually, Chase and I have an agreement that we are both ready at seven before the girls get up. And I think that changes how we go about the day dramatically. Mm, yeah. uh, if we aren't ready, if we're it, we're just not present with them in the morning. And so, you know, breakfast time becomes fun when everybody's ready. You know, you can kind of have, you can laugh, but when it's like chaos and we're trying to get ready in the midst of getting them ready, um, it's just not very fun. Um, so from seven to eight, it's all about the girls. Um, from eight to eight thirty, that is kind of, um, time for me to, usually I, eat breakfast, have time with Ellis, and then at 8.30, I start my workday startup. Is that specific enough? Yeah, I'll accept that. (laughs) I'm pretty interested in how you and Chase came to this agreement that both of you be ready at the same time before the girls come up. What was that conversation like? Because that's that's ingenious. Yeah, I, I think I was like in this process of really trying to set up rituals to be successful, it really made me examine some things like, okay, this, any moment that had previously felt chaotic or stressful Mm -hmm. of like, okay, what would it take for that not to be chaotic and stressful? And so for that one, it is like, why is breakfast time in the morning so chaotic and stressful? And my conclusion was it's because we're trying to get four people ready yeah. at the same time and it what it's not fun um and so if we can get us ready and then focus on them then maybe we can have this time in the morning where it feels like oh we were present and you know we laughed about the funny thing somebody said or you know whatever it is that that's what really helped me was identifying what things were stressful that's great What else didn't you get to say, Courtney, about rituals that you need the people to know? Again, I think, you know, maybe you're not about to go on maternity leave or parental leave, but maybe you um, just found out like a bad health situation or something that you're dealing with um, with your your aging parents or, you know, with a spouse, you know. Or maybe there's just, maybe work is really, really hard. Maybe you're not, you know, hitting your, you know, revenue goal and you feel like the stress is on. Mm-hmm. I I think my encouragement for everybody listening is don't be like the Courtney from five years ago. That's like, I'm just surviving. Please, you know, if I just make it to tomorrow, it'll be good. Um, but really you know, some of these tools, I think a lot of times we forget to take the tools that we learn in business and apply them to our personal life. And and I know that's what we're all about on this podcast and what the planner is all about. Um, I just would encourage you to use those, you know, and really think about what you want the future you to feel like, um, and then design that again, something we talk about all the time. Don't just like drift into it, surviving each day, but really take the time to design it. So you're successful on the flip side. So the good news is you don't have to feel swept away by the chaos of your life. When you cling to your rituals, you can create stability even in the most turbulent seasons. 
Courtney, it was great having you back. Welcome back once again. Do either you or Blake have any final thoughts for our focus on this listeners? I feel like I said all the things, Blake. So <laughs> um, I'll give a final thought. I think sometimes we wait for life to calm down until we pay attention to our rituals. And so I would good. just say that the opposite is how it works where don't wait for your emotional state to become more stable or your life to become more stable until you get intentional with how you start and end your days. Get intentional with how you start and end your days and you'll notice more emotional and tangible stability and calm in your life. Yeah, and I would add even, like as you mentioned before, Blake, um, as a morning ritual gets most of the love, not to neglect the evening ritual and what, what that may look like as it sets you up for that next morning. So good. All right, Courtney, full disclosure, as we like to say here, this ending has been a little choppy since you've been gone. Oh. So what I'm trying to figure out is can we can we bring some order, some type of order Let's back to it. our closing right here? I like it. All right, Blake, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm gonna I'm planning on my usual lack of participation until I <laughs> I knew that I saw it on part. your face. I saw it on your face and I wanted to point it out. Uh. But <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Focus on This. This, this is. is a... <laughs> oh, gosh. Should have choreographed Maybe... this ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go. Since, since Blake is outside eating, eating lunch. That's right. Let's just go back this... and forth. Yeah, okay. Let's verbs me and you. We got this. Okay. All right. Here we go. Thank you for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So please share it with your friends and remember to use the hashtag focus on this podcast. And we'll be here next week with another great episode. Until then, stay, stay focused. focused. See, I came in there at the end. From the parking lot. <laughs> From the parking lot. This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by our Full Focus Referral Program. Send $10 to a friend and earn $10 for yourself at fullfocusplanner.com slash share the love.